0: Kyle Bonagura, you've been covering the biggest star in American sports in 2023. Of course, I'm talking about Deion Sanders. And while other coaches avoid those so-called distractions, Prime has Lil Wayne leading the team out of the tunnel, Kyle. I mean, he is doing things his way at Colorado. And so far, you got to say it's working.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's no uh, there's no arguing with 3-0. and you, you start the year with a, a, a win over a team that played for the national title game and have really just ran with it ever since, right? This is a team that has mm. not only captured Boulder's attention, the campus community's attention, this is a team that has captured the United States' attention. From the moment he was hired, he really outlined a plan that was very different from the way most college football programs operated And he's stuck to it at at every step of the way. He he turned over the roster. He invited the cameras in. He was very open with the media. Um, And and, and along the way, uh, the American sports consciousness, uh, you know, caught on. And now you have uh, masses of people watching Colorado football. uh, And that's something that hasn't been the case in, you know, over two decades. We haven't seen anything like this ever in college football, I don't think. The fact that Deion Sanders has rejuvenated Colorado Buffaloes to be the it team in college football is is, is almost unbelievable.
0: That's what everybody I talk to in college football keeps saying. We haven't seen anything like this.
2: The biggest star in American sports today is Deion Sanders. What he is doing at Colorado is practically unprecedented. I've covered college football for more than 40 years, and this is the biggest phenomenon I have ever seen. And there's nothing... Even closer. I mean, his value to that football team is immense, but what's really shocking is his value to that institution. It is the identity of all of Colorado. You want a prime education? <laughs> Come to Colorado. You want a prime friends? Come to Colorado. Right. Everything is prime there, so I don't know exactly how much they're paying them, but it ain't enough.
0: What are the specific ways that he's doing things differently?
1: I mean, there's a lot that's really unique, and I think that's what makes this so interesting. At most college football programs, coaches are very focused on limiting distractions and keeping players focused. And, you know, we've seen coaches in the past try to limit social media use and things like that. At Colorado, not only are they empowering their their players to use social media however they want, but they have their handles on the back of their jerseys in practice. There are multiple players with YouTube channels. Uh, there are uh, cameras in, in in every room in that facility documenting everything that that's going on. So where Dion talks a lot about how Dion uh, Jr. Is, has been doing a fantastic job running their social media operation, and it's crazy from a reporting standpoint because usually you rely on press conferences for quotes um, when you're covering college football. I'm at a point now where I'm having to check well off media, the YouTube page that Deion Sanders Jr. runs to see what's going on inside this program because they provide so much access and I've been able to use some of that stuff in stories to help you know readers understand better what's going on. You know some teams try to install this very like mysterious and um, secretive atmosphere about a college football program. That's not the case here at all. Dion is, has opened the doors in a way that we've never really seen before.
0: You know, Kyle, Deion Sanders, when he was playing football, very entertaining, very charismatic. He has retained those qualities. Now, he has stopped playing, but he's got this next level ability to connect with this generation of players. Just how has he been able to develop this skill and really bond with players who are decades younger than him?
1: Yeah, so I think there's like a certain level of confidence, number one, that comes from being one of the greatest athletes of all time. So he's so comfortable in his own shoes. And there's really not a situation where you know Dion's not going to be Dion. And the fact that he can really own his own personality, mm. I, th- I think is really important and, and a big key to that. He's been coaching his sons since they were little kids, right? And so he's really, you know, you know, he had none of these kids have are old enough to have seen him play. But he basically coached this generation of player all the way up from from youth football into college, right? So it gives him a really unique insight into the psyche of this generation of player. No, not necessarily the college-age player because he's only been coaching college football for four years. But he's really grown up with this generation as his sons have matured, uh, coming up through youth football and high school all the way to Boulder, Colorado. And not only has he had buy-in from the players on the team, but the entire country has taken notice. The entire town of Boulder has bought in. I had a chance to, to visit Boulder the last two weekends, and I've been there before during college football season, and it is nothing like what it is now. I mean, there is signs all over town, and really the community has fully embraced everything he's doing.
0: For the Colorado Buffaloes, every game on the schedule is now a prime-time game. It doesn't matter what time of day or night the game is being played. It doesn't matter if they're home or away. Colorado games are breaking viewership records, snatching up eyeballs, and delivering quality entertainment. The uptick in interest is thanks in large part to Coach Prime head coach Deion Sanders, who's become the biggest star in college football and possibly in American sports. His buffs are off to a 3-0 start and this week, they'll face their biggest challenge yet in the undefeated Oregon Ducks. So today, Kyle Bonagura shares his experiences in Boulder this season. And he tells us how the Deion Sanders phenomenon has not only revitalized the local community, but captured the attention of the nation. I'm Michelle Steele. It's Friday, September 22nd. This is ESPN Daily.
2: Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category, like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung Smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's macy's.com
0: slash gift finder. Kyle, like the rest of the country, I was watching ESPN on Saturday night. Shout out my employer. Uh, But thanks to an ill-timed Tennessee timeout, there was a scuffle at the end of the Vols-Gators game. A lot of us did miss the pregame in Boulder. And everybody knows by now The Rock was there. Kawhi Leonard was there. Rick Ross, Wu-Tang Clan in the house. Just describe the energy that you witnessed at Folsom Field before that kickoff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think anytime game days in town, it's really going to set the atmosphere from from the very start of the day. A
2: Ralphie rampage of the Buffaloes.
1: unique about this one is this is an 8 p.m. kickoff local time and those are rare in college football and so it gives the the plans plenty of time to kind of get ready for the game and so you know i had a chance to walk walk around the field prior to the game and you know the sidelines are packed whenever you're at colorado you're waiting for ralphie the buffalo to run close to kickoff as the players were warming up he had some back and forth some john between colorado and colorado state You know, a little bit of a scuffle. It didn't. It didn't really get physical, but a lot of talking. They got you know, even Mm. coaches were getting it up in each other's faces from both teams, and the atmosphere was tense. And I think you know, it's a rivalry game to begin with in Colorado, and then you add all the off the field festivities that kind of led up to it between the coaches. It really added another element to it. But what but really struck me before the game Mm -hmm. was that you know, Dion kind of does a, a he has this ritual where he kind of walks the field and. And he walks on the sideline towards the student section. The students had gotten there early. It's general admission. So they're trying to claim the best spots available. And as he starts walking close to the student section, the whole section in front of him just starts bowing to him up, down, up, down. And then he kept walking, just taking it all in. He keeps walking down the sideline. And and as he moves closer to the end zone with each section of the students that he was in front of, you know, that section started the bowing towards him. So it was like the wave was taking place, except for in slow motion. And it was kind of, going at the speed in which he was walking. So, I mean, you have Deion Sanders being treated like an actual god <laughs> by a bunch of kids in Colorado who who were too young to have seen him play as a as a star professional athlete. And of just, course. Like, the uniqueness of that situation was just so remarkable. You know, I've been covering college football at ESPN for 10 years now. And I have never seen anything like it. And most of my colleagues are saying the same thing. Mm. This gravitational pull that he has is just unlike anything we've ever seen.
0: Very magnetic, very charismatic. But there was still a game to play, right? And Colorado State was not there to be run over. There was a bunch of chippiness, a lot of flags. Around two minutes left to go in the game, Coach Prime and the Buffs were down eight. Eight starting a drive at their own two-yard line, and seven plays later, Deion's son Shador finds Jimmy Horn Jr. with 36 seconds left for a touchdown. Sanders.
2: Downfield. Got him in! Horn! Atonement! Touchdown!
0: Colorado converts the two-point conversion to tie it, and we're headed to OT. From there, Kyle, how did things unfold?
1: First of all, you know, in college overtime, the way it usually works is if you win the coin toss, you choose to play defense. The idea there is, you know, you'll see what the other team does and then all the options are in front of you. Deion went the other way. He, he said he wanted the ball. Uh, I've never seen that before in a college football overtime. Later, he'd explain that, look, I wanted to put the ball in Shadour's hand and put pressure on Colorado State.
3: What was funny was his brother came to me in overtime, and he rarely ever calls me dad on the field. He know I'm play that. He's like, dad, you putting the defense out there first? I said, y'all ain't stopped nobody all day. Your brother going out there, and I know what he going to do. That really happened because I like to put pressure on people. I don't like people putting the pressure on us. I know he's going to apply instant pressure, and he did.
1: Sure enough, Schrader marches the team right down the field. They score a quick touchdown. Uh, Colorado State answers, though, right? They, um, they're they able to respond with a touchdown of their own. And in the second overtime, he goes down the field, scores another touchdown.
2: Sanders, open. There he is again. Touchdown, Harrison.
1: The way the, the rules work in college football now is in the second overtime, you don't have the option to go for 2 or 1 so they they had to go for 2 and they did and they got it and then just you know finally colorado state ran out of steam and wasn't able to answer from the 23
2: nicolosi steps up into the end zone in a crowd
1: Students are on the field uh, celebrating for the second week in a row.
0: Yeah, to all those shaking their fist at the clouds and saying, why are they storming the field? I say, because it's fun. Um, Speaking of things that are not fun, though, uh, there was one very significant illegal hit on two-way player Travis Hunter in that game. Uh, Colorado State DB Henry Blackburn ended up getting doxed on social media. He received death threats. There were menacing calls, menacing texts even to his family members. Local police uh, were compelled to look into that situation. What's the latest
1: there? As far as the police investigations go, I think that's still ongoing, and they're trying to identify the people who levied those threats and gauge the validity of them, right? But I think that Dion took a really important step on Tuesday when he, in his press conference, made it clear that he was against that type of behavior.
3: Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty, you could call it, he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That kid was just playing the best of his ability and he made a mistake. So I forgive him. See you, um, our team. Forgive him. Uh, Travis is—he's forgiving him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that.
1: And so, hopefully, that type of behavior can be curbed moving forward. And we just—we just don't see that. Unfortunately, that's kind of just the world we live in. All right, we've
0: talked about things nationally. Over 9 million people watching this game. He really is a one-man phenomenon in college football. But what about within the local community? Uh, The students, the town of Boulder, how has this whole Coach Prime experience changed things on that level? I feel like it must have changed things on every level for this Colorado program and the local community.
1: Yeah, so I was really curious about that. And so for the home opener... Uh, and I had a chance to kind of do some research about where to spend the morning, right? It was a 10 a.m. local kickoff. I was in town and um, I made my way over to a, a bar and restaurant called The Sink, which is celebrating its its 100th year in Boulder. It's this legendary outpost really close to campus. Got there at about 6.30 a.m. The sun is just coming up. There's a line of about 100 people around the corner. The bar opens at 7 a.m. It's so crowded that they have to stop letting people in after about 20 minutes. And by the time I got inside and started talking with fans just about what the experience has been like, there is trays of shots being taken around. There's people eating pizza. It it really felt like it could have been the middle of the afternoon. But here we are at seven in the morning waiting for uh, the Deion Sanders era to begin in earnest in Boulder. Elsewhere in in town, you're, you're seeing prime gear everywhere. You're seeing different stores giving 21% discounts on merchandise because that was Dion's number in the NFL. Just about every way you can imagine there to be buy-in. There has been, and it's really cool to see because Boulder's a really special college town and, and it has a chance to be one of the best locations for opposing teams to visit, to really experience college football at its best. And Deion Sanders has been able to get that revved up really quickly. The bar owner at The Sink, who I talked to, said, you know, we haven't seen this type of energy in 25 years. And he's referring to back when, just after the national title team in, in, in the early 90s. Mm. And now with everything that Dion's doing, it's, it's, you know, you're getting visitors from all sorts of media. It's, you know, we're there, you know, we, ESPN is sending multiple reporters almost every week, you know, television, print reporters, uh, you know, just about everyone you can think of is trying to, to justify a trip to the flat irons to to get into Dion's orbit for a little bit and just experience this whole phenomenon. All right, coming up, the
0: Dion Sanders phenomenon faces its toughest challenge yet on Saturday.
2: Passion, drive and patience. Every time, or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live.
0: All right, Kyle. So let's look ahead. Uh, this week, the Buffaloes travel to Oregon to square off against the 3-0 and Ducks, a very good Ducks team. Oregon, heavy favorite in this game. What's the energy been around the Colorado team heading into this game?
1: Yeah, so what Shiloh said at the end of the Colorado State game, he said, look, we have the talent to beat anyone in the country.
2: <laughs> it wasn't really nothing they was doing. It was just us, you know. Like, that's just how it's going to be this whole season. We have the talent to be the best in this in this conference in the country, but um, we can only do it to ourselves.
1: It was a clear statement of intent that, look, they don't fear anyone. They respect other teams in the conference, but there's no one who they think they're inferior to. You know, after struggling with Colorado State, a team that had gotten blown out by Washington State in its only other game, you know, I think there's some real questions about uh, Colorado's level there. I mean, they're three and O, but there's, you know, there's something like 33 and 0 teams in college football, right? We've seen a number of teams start three and O and fade. And so while as intriguing as this start is, you know, it's, I think we're really going to find out about this team the next two weeks, you have a, a trip to Oregon, which has got its its own college football playoff aspirations. And then it's uh it's not too early to look forward to the next week too, right? When when USC and Caleb Williams and and that whole crew comes to town for a... I imagine the sideline scene there is going to be almost more incredible than what we're going to see on the field.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to put out a red carpet before that game for sure. Clearly, there has been a ton of hype, a ton of hoopla around this team. But the non-conference play ends now. What do you think... Will be the biggest obstacles in the way of Colorado getting to four and zero. We already mentioned Travis Hunter is going to be out for this game.
1: Yeah, that's where you start, right? He's it's losing two players. He starts both ways. Dean called him the best player on offense, the best player on defense. So you essentially lost your two best players in in, in his mind, right? But from an on field standpoint, with Colorado, they they really haven't done a good job running the ball, and they have done a pretty poor job of protecting Shador Sanders. He has the second most sacks. Um, of any quarterback in college football. Um, I imagine the Ducks are going to be keying in on that. Um, and then, you know, d- d- defensively, they've they've had some moments. They've done a really good job being opportunistic, forcing turnovers. But the Ducks aren't a team that that turned the ball over. Bo Nix is one of the most reliable quarterbacks in the country in, in, when it comes to not turning the ball over, right? And he's also not a guy who gets sacked. So it doesn't really set up like a game that, Colorado should be favored in Uh, the the 21 Mm -hmm. points for me does seem high, but at the same time we did see Colorado head into the TCU game just a few weeks ago, also as a three touchdown dog and we saw what happened there. So yeah, I mean, I I certainly expect Oregon to win this game, but you certainly can't can't write off Colorado at this point. There's just something magical about what's going on there. And so to believe it's going to end uh, with with uh, with anything other than an exciting game in, in Eugene would be a little bit foolish and, and definitely premature.
0: That leads to my next question, actually. You've been to Boulder twice. You've seen the energy. You just referenced the magic there. Do you think an L to Oregon kind of puts a stop to all this? You know, does it hit the brakes on everything or... Has all this taken on a life of its own a little bit?
1: So I don't I don't think so um, because you, even if you lose to Oregon, you still have a massive game coming up the next week against USC, right? So you could really, if you bounce back with the win against USC, okay, it's let's go again, and they're right back in it in, in the Pac-12 title race. I mean, the Pac-12 has eight ranked teams right now; it's the most of any conference in college football. So as long as you're in the what mix, a great conference, it's it's. It's so surreal that this is what's happening in the conference's final year. If 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 Deion Sanders and the bus are the team that wins this in its final year, I mean, what a story that would be on, on so many levels. But if you look at look at Colorado's schedule, um, you know, even if they're sitting at three and two after the Oregon and USC games, they've got Arizona State and Stanford after that that pretty much gets them to five and two without much trouble. And then at five and two, you're, you're right there. You still have a chance to be in the rankings at that point. You're still going to be relevant deep into the season. And, and maybe they're not, you know, even if they don't last in the conference title race, I mean, I think everything that Dion's doing there is going to keep them nationally relevant and it's still year one, right? I do feel really confident that he's, that he's in Boulder for at least two years as long as, uh, as long as I think he'll certainly ride out Travis Hunter's career in Boulder and then, and then we'll see what happens, right? I think Colorado will keep this going. And if he's not at Colorado, you know, in a few years, I certainly think he'll be running um, one of the biggest programs in college football.
0: All right, uh, Kyle Bonagura, thank you for being on this story for us. Thanks, Michelle. I'm Michelle Steele. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bradford Craig, Alexander Hyacinth, Mike Johns, Heather Lombardo, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andres Soto, Andy Tennant, and Aaron Vail. Special thanks this week to Andrew Hahn, Deontay Epps, Parker Owens, Bruce Baldwin, and Jackson Agello. We'll talk to you Monday.